Welcome to Let's Talk Featuring Marco Campiani and Ezekiel Kuti I am your host, Marco Campiani And I am your co-host, Ezekiel Kuti And we have a special guest with us today Today we have our first official guest, Mr. Jack Fredo Everybody give it up for the boy Hello, hello Woo! Honored to be the first guest of this podcast Thank you for being here course um so um tell us jack so we i want to get to know you i know you i know you very little i i love you though i i enjoy spending time with you uh the f- the first time i met you is w- when did you come to palmer like ninth grade tenth grade um 11th grade what okay okay I was like i was there like a year and a half i think Okay, that tripped me out. Whatever. So I I barely knew him. Like when I I think I only knew him more when I was a senior and he was a junior. But we had like we had like friends in common though. Yeah, no, of course, of course. And like I mean, we 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 hung out a few times during that time. But like for some reason, I thought you had been around long. So tell me, how did? Tell me a little bit about like, I mean, where where were you born? Like where where did you grow up? I was born in Miami. Um, you know, my parents, like my entire family, is from. Barranquilla, Colombia. Um, my dad lives there. My mom lives here. My mom, my stepdad. Um, yeah, going to sc- I'm going to school next year in Madrid. Uh, I mean, not next year, like in in three weeks. I'm super excited. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty. I'm, I think I'm a pretty boring individual. Not gonna lie. It's uh, about it. I'm trying to. Uh, my goal in life is to have a Wikipedia page. So I mean. If I can, if I can die with the Wikipedia page, I'll be happy. I feel you. I feel you. Like it, it could be, it could be for like, like solving child hunger, or like school shooting. I don't know. <laughs> wow. So I mean, he just want to be famous. I just, hey, if I'm 80 and I don't have a Wikipedia yet, I think it's like, I think it's school shooting time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That hey, it's gonna be the best school shooting ever. Like that. That that might that might be a joke, but at the same time. Like if you're if you're being serious about about the concept of like, is it better to like, is it better to just like be infamous than to not nobody know your name at all? Like, do you actually uh, think that way? I mean, I think I think if you're gonna be inf- like if you're gonna be somebody who's remembered in history, as a guy, uh, you know, a bad person per se, you better try and be the worst person you can be, because <laughs> you you shouldn't go like. You can't go like halfway when it comes to being a bad. You can go halfway when it comes to being a good person, you know, because fuck, you're you're being a good person. <laughs> but if you go if you go limp dick on, <laughs> on on being a bad person, then you're kind of a bitch. Like, uh, like you have to go all the way. You need at least like like five subcategories in the Wikipedia page. It can't just be like killed his wife. That's it. Mm-hmm. Cause cause like. People like that, that like genuinely think like that, like they like, it's so interesting to me. And I saw, I saw a documentary on Netflix called Get Me Roger Stone, um, which is about like this like very influential political figure that's like influenced politics since like I think like the 70s. Yeah, Roger Stone. Yeah, the, Roger Stone the, till the, now. This guy. Yeah, the, yeah. The peace sign. Exactly. Yeah. And like, this guy is like a, a literal like real life super villain and like uh, and like he's proud of it like that's his whole thing like what you just told me about like about like uh 
dying like like i want to die like like infamous or famous like that's his whole thing and he went full throttle on the fucking being a bad guy and like at the end of the documentary like i recommend it like it's mind-blowing and like um really helped me understand like the 2016 election a little bit better but the last thing that the interviewers asked him was like um once the reddit once the credits roll I guarantee like 95% of the people who watch this will absolutely loathe you. Like they will hate your guts. Like, and he's like, like, how does that make you feel? And he's like, that means I I succeeded. Yeah, no, no. He's like, he's like, that's like, that's like, that's like music to my ears. Like that's like, that's his like trophy. Just like everybody loathing him. I mean, I think, I think when there's like, um, when you really set out to be that type of human being in life, um, you're you're almost like not and obviously there's like only a certain type like specific type of people who are like this but you're almost motivated by being by going all the way by being as bad as you can be by having as many people dislike you um it's almost how like people can like feed off of hate or hate comments and i don't know just it's just like it's like a whole different type of personality um and then people that come to mind when i when i think about like terrible 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 human beings but who who like historical figures who you can look back at and almost be like yo he was he was terrible he had a goal but i mean he accomplished it like if you it sounds it sounds really bad but if you look at somebody like hitler terrible human being you know like whenever somebody thinks of oh like how to compare somebody to to like who's the worst human being in history he instantly pops into mind but you can't deny the fact that he he had a goal and he was, he was super efficient in his goal. And he was like, like is he, that's like a once in a freaking like world type of human being where, where they just can, can like um, profit off of a specific set of circumstances and then just go full throttle with their goal of being like the worst human being in history. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how much support he had at the time too, like in Germany. It, it's crazy to think like how bad of a person he was. But either people didn't know or people, like, actually supported him and his bad ideals. Like, he yeah. he's definitely, like, the greatest, in my in my opinion, he's a great example of someone who, like, really accomplished that, you know? Yeah, he was, he was like, I, I don't know, it, it's so, it's so impressive, in, like, honestly impressive to see how he was able to, like, captivate the whole world. And, you know, Nazism didn't only, ri- wasn't only popular in Germany, it was, like, it was spread to all over the world. There was like he 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 single-handedly, um, you know, created this ideology and then successfully spread it to every single corner of the world. And I think it's only only after that after he died, after he was written about in the history books, and we can really people were really able to see in 4K how what how bad of a human being he was, that people can people look back and you know loathe him when 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 he was alive though you know at the, at the at his peak he was like he was loved like he had a lot of support obviously not necessarily from the west because they're at war with him but in f- from you know his his in his country um you know and around around europe he had he had a lot of support yeah i whenever whenever like specifically like whenever people talk about hitler specifically like i feel like i always hear like these like these different words of like him being bad him being a horrible person him being like evil like 
and every everybody who's like a part of it is like doing terrible things but i feel like i feel like when we're talking about something like as crazy as that like we we should in a sense like refrain from using those words in attempt to better understand it because like a situation like that any situation really is like ridiculously nuanced and like mm -hmm. to really understand it like i feel like you need to let go of like what you think like is a good person what you think is a bad person and try to understand like what he did to coerce these people into following him because nobody was getting on his train being like we're gonna we're gonna like like nobody was thinking about it in an evil way they thought he was doing something good for yeah. the country he was like, a he was a master um, orator like he mm -hmm. could um i always have like a lot of respect for people who are so good with with their words with like their cadence with the energy that they speak that they can just no matter what they're saying they can just get get their message through to some people and then there's some people who are just so, so like they're just terrible orders like like i think uh who's in the news joe biden is a terrible terrible speaker um like also the fact that he's like his brain is rotting away doesn't help but like he and then if you contrast it with somebody who successfully has been able to get their message to a lot of people and a lot of people hate him but a lot of people love him probably 50 50 is his is donald trump and the i think part of the reason why and i'm not comparing donald trump to hitler even though a lot of people like to do i think that's kind of an exaggeration but um what a lot of people like to do um is compare his 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 like speaking skills and the way you look at his rallies look at the way he just drives up the energy in the crowd mm -hmm. in the room everyone just like and there's so it's like a it's like a it's almost cult like like they're just mm -hmm. so dedicated to him so dedicated to his message that you know he has this famous quote where he could he said he could go out um to fifth avenue shoot somebody and you would still have the same amount of supporters yeah. and like i i don't disagree with that i think it's 100 percent true I, 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 like, I don't, I don't, like, I, I see why the comparisons are there, but I feel like, I feel like Trump was like, like, he had this, he had the skill set, but he wasn't consistent with messages. He just said whatever the hell, like, would get him the, 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 like, applause in the moment, but his, his, like, he wasn't, like, getting anywhere, you yeah. feel me? Like, his stuff, like, especially, like, especially, like, once COVID came in, like, he he I just mean, that was his, he like, he that was the yeah it was like the demise like he would say like he just started saying ridiculous shit all the time he yeah. like as much as people hate on Joe Biden for not being able to speak coherently like Trump rarely finishes a full t sentence either yeah no he, when when I like, when I speak about Joe Biden yeah. it's like that it's it's not about not necessarily about how how he's able to speak coherently it's about how he's able to transfer his energy from his words into people's people. emotion yeah. like when i hear him speak i don't get i voted for him obviously because i hate donald trump um when i when i hear him speak i don't really get like a a feeling i'm just kind of like not at all all right I, I i like some of your policies like you know whatever i'll like just settle for biden that's that was the whole thing this year where it was like you know he's you know he's not great but he's not trump so just vote for, for joe biden i mean i really i'm not a i'm I'm not a, his biggest fan, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just purely speaking about energy in the talk and and how that relates back to Hitler and the way he was able to, you know, drive this energy, his message into the hearts of every one of his his supporters. Yeah, I I agree. I think as someone who was like neutral in this, 
it was a very hard choice for me during this election because obviously like trump has like the the way that he speaks like very passionate and like it induces it like stirs up something in you whereas biden like you just know that biden is the better choice because like fuck trump so i just like it was not ex- necessarily an election that i enjoyed like it, it was not not a good election it was like the lesser of two evils kind of it wasn't like an obama mccain that was that was fire uh, and i feel like i feel like f- for i mean i'm not a citizen so i can't vote yet uh, i'm taking my test next week nice. uh uh going to get going to going to become one very soon but I'm the fir- I'm the only US citizen in my family. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um but I feel like I feel like on one hand like some for some people it's like oh like how how would, how is that even a question like between the lesser of two evils? Some people think it's like very obviously Donald Trump, but I feel like there's another side of it which people don't really see, which is that the the left and like a like I mean at the end of the day it's politicians and politicians like I mean, it's hard to trust them, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what side of the aisle they're on. And like the thing that scares me the most about the left is that they're a bit righteous, and like I don't think that they're gonna do something out of malice. I think that they're gonna—they're so sure of themselves of what they think is right and what yeah. they think. They're uh, like close-minded. Yeah, it's like it's like they're—they're they're so sure that they know what's good and what's right for the people, and like that that they're gonna fuck up somehow because they're so, so fucking like their hubris is insane I, like, yeah but i think i think naturally that happens with any any extreme no so yeah there's like it, it it's like it's on both sides where where once you once you're so deep into this ideology this type of this type of politics you're there's like, you, you have no other world view because a, you're, you're, the media that you consume has now been tailored around your specific ideology which is why it's so important to read about read both angles read read different different sources of media because it, if you if you only watch fox news you're only going to be fed one one type of um political angle if you only watch cnn you're going to be fed the other you gotta you gotta really in order to really expand your view and like easy easy can easy can uh, touch on this because like you said he was relatively neutral you have to you have to be informed and almost sway away from from the mainstream media because you know like Trump likes to say that they're they're devils and they're evil, but no, they just have an agenda and they just try to push it. And some do it more, um, you know, some are more obvious about it and some are more sneaky about it. Yeah, I think it's it's very important to keep an open mind with this kind of kind of stuff because, like like you said, like basically both sides have an agenda. And I think you have to think critically when you like read the news. And I I read like both sides of the news. I think something that a lot of people do is like when they're in a specific political affiliation, like you said, they either only listen or watch Fox or Mm -hmm. CNN and like they don't even want to watch the other side because like that produces like kind of like a cognitive dissonance in them. They're like, oh, like I can't watch this because it goes like against my beliefs. And I think... It, that's like first of all it's very polarizing and i think people should like at least have the mindset that not everything in their party is completely correct and 
that's just something that I don't see right now. Um, I I agree that people should uh, watch like different kinds of news sources just to see what other a what other people are seeing and where other people's heads are at. But at the same time, it's so exhausting because a lot of the mainstream places, like, it's all just political hacks. Like, you have, like, you have the people playing on one team and the people playing on the other team. And what's coming out of their mouth most of the time is just stuff that it's angled towards, like, their team winning, putting down the other mm -hmm. team. And it's, like, rarely do you ever hear real news. So it's, like, yeah, it's important to see, like, what's fueling a lot of people's heads but it's so exhausting and and to touch on that one of the things that i found the, like really interesting about this election cycle was obviously trump trump kind of got gangbanged at the end there by um blm movement and by covid they they kind of really i think he would have won if it wasn't for those two things and how poor his response was um but if you really look at the news and you look at you look at uh, what's what CNN, MSNBC, New York Times was reporting every single day up to um, election day was it was it, they they made COVID obviously COVID's you know a terrible pandemic it's like it's like our World War Two of our generation it's like uh, like shit ton of uh, lives lost um, but they really made it out to be if you go outside you will die um, Trump has not like they their 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 whole rhetoric was this guy has not done any he's handled this super poorly and he has. But it's it's ironic and not ironic, but it's funny to see how after Joe Biden won, that whole that whole you know the, they CNN stopped having a coronavirus sticker like the number of cases. They stopped really reporting on on hospitalizations because they were using coronavirus and how bad it was in the United States to to um, to mm -hmm. fuel their agenda and show oh this guy's an incompetent leader. Um, sure he is but it's it's so like they were like they weren't even shy about it it was a it was yeah. an overnight switch from demonizing not demonizing but making coronavirus super scary versus oh wow um we're saved uh you know and and funnily enough joe biden's victory kind of coincided with the pfizer announcing their vaccine um so it kind of just created this whole p this whole like really perfect set of conditions to enter um, to be president-elect because you're you're kind of go you're kind of entering entering on an up and you have the media backing you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, I I I was just gonna say that um, I I I think I think that like Corona, Corona definitely was like like the demise of Donald Trump and like the whole media just like gang banging him, but because and you said like you mentioned like black lives matter was also a part of like what like came to his demise but the way i see it is that black lives matter like yes it totally made like one side stronger but i feel like that fueled him so much because like that instilled so much fucking fear in this like in the other side with the like the whole antifa antifa like your, black lives matter white like child. that black lives matter is like a cover-up for a marxist uh, uh yeah. organization that like is pushing communism like there's millions of people that genuinely believe that black lives matter oh, yeah. has an agenda of bringing communism into the united states or the people saying that they're being used to bring communism and it's like dude like i think that's why like the election was a lot closer than I thought. Like how many? Yeah, he got like seventy. Be a landslide. He got seventy-five million. Bo oh no, seventy, 70 over like over seventy-two. 70. I think, and yeah. I think Biden got like seventy-seven. Yeah, 
And the Democrat always wins on the popular vote, but then the electoral college yeah. system kind of bails out the Republicans. But I feel like I feel like that convinced a lot of people because it's like for for, for us it was like it was like the lesser of two evils, like settle for Biden, right? Yeah. But for them it was like it was, it like, was like it, it was this or communism. Yeah, like exactly. Li- Which is really funny y- yeah. because Joe Biden is a, is a neoliberal. This guy is like mm-hmm. he's definitely the furthest thing away. Not furthest thing, but he's so so far away from communism. Mm-hmm. Like he's not. It's it's funny to see how um how these I and it's all it's ingrained in American in American culture to be to say capitalism good, communism evil. Because I mean, we fucking went to war. We went to war about for it. Like Vietnam, Korea, like and we every like. There's like countless examples of United States giving up millions and millions of dollars and thousands of troops of lives lost to combat the spread of communism. So it's just so ingrained in our in our in our in our culture that we we're not even I don't think that we're, we'll ever become even like a social democracy uh, or, you know, you know, you know, what I'm saying like a Canada, like a Germany, like yeah. a UK where we have decent public college, decent um, free health care, just because that in like passing something like that would just in in the eyes of the american people or, or fi- at least 50 percent of them is one step closer to full-blown communism venezuela fucking china mm-hmm. no religion uh no job like yeah i yeah but the the thing is is that in in me trying to understand the other side i realize that they don't necessarily well some yeah they think joe biden is like himself like a super radical person but a certain percentage of people think that he's just like a ploy like he's just like like the trojan horse sort of say that like makes it seem like he's like a neoliberal or whatever uh you said and but then like the idea is that there's people behind the curtains that are pulling the strings and they put him there so you think that a certain thing is happening while they're making other things happen which like i mean you can't really put it past them and I don't know what to what extent that would really happen, but it's like I I did sort of understand like hey like that is a genuine that like I don't know if that's actually how it works, but like th- that is a genuine concern like um, that mm-hmm. that I understand. I don't know if it's fucking communism that's coming behind the c- from behind the curtains, but like that's kind of how the angle that some of them are looking at. Yeah, and I agree, and I also think like from trump's point of view is very easy to discourage people from that because like jack said like as a country we're very against communism we we went to a lot of wars and really like all you have to say is like even if it's a complete exaggeration and not even close to the truth if you just mention like communism and joe biden in the same sentence like the majority of people that support you are going to think that and that's that's the problem like people think that joe biden is a communist or like you said like it's a ploy to get communism into the united states i don't i don't i don't think it's like that like i think if any president was going to be a puppet like it would make sense for joe biden to be a puppet he's so old, yeah man. but i i mean i hope he's not uh we really like can't we can't really know that you know Unless maybe like further into the future, I mean he does. We can't really know if he's like an an alien in disguise either. That's true. Maybe like he that. is an alien. Like that Simpson Simpsons episode. Have you watched it? There's like a Simpsons episode that like the two like 
presidents uh two people running for president are like aliens so maybe that's true <laughs> simpsons simpsons like literally predict everything so maybe he is an alien i think it's also the fact that there's like like a thousand simpsons episodes so like <laughs> it's like i think it's like the longest running tv show in like in like american history so i think that kind of helps too yeah um what was i gonna say so you mentioned the vaccine oh yeah and are you gonna take that if they if, if, it, w- if it was offered you to i did a little poll on my because i was curious because mm-hmm. I, he- I hear a lot of people like oh no i'm gonna grow a third eye i'm gonna or like or people are just like yeah inject me um and i did a little poll and it was kind of it was basically 50 50 55 45 on towards uh give me the vaccine but still 50 almost 50 percent of people saying saying no is is really interesting uh, so what what do you think about that? Are you, if it was available to you tomorrow, would you get it? Uh, I would not. Uh, I'll 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 give a little bit of context. So like, the way I was raised was very like, it was like my mom studied um, Oriental medicine and like all of uh, like I was raised being my mom was my doctor pretty much. Like I got all the vaccines when I was a kid. Like up until a certain age but then i i stopped because my mom like i guess just started thinking a different way about it and and since she was my doctor like i mean i was a kid i didn't know better like i I just Mm -hmm. went with it but like my mom spends like hours and hours studying health like every day like that's her passion and like she treats me like for for anything for anything that i ever have and she's like and I, I, I never get sick. And if I do, yeah. like, she, she cures me in seconds. And is it, like, is it, like, natural? Everything it's all, natural? everything's natural. Like Every, everything's yeah, my, my natural. my family's a little bit like that, too. So that's the environment in which I was raised in. And because of that, it makes me a little bit skeptical. Not mm-hmm. because, and I don't, I don't know a lot of the science behind it, but it's, like. I just think it's a little, it's a little too quick. Yeah. A little it, too quick th- for my liking. Because. And I, I often compare it to, sorry to interrupt, but I often compare it to, uh, like, vaping. Um, you know, I, I, I'm an occasional vaper, but, the th- you know, we've had, occasional. We've, we've had, yeah, we've had, like, uh, 80 years, basically, to, to, to research cigarettes and to finally come to the conclusion in early 2000s, uh, 2020 now that we're in, that cigarettes are bad. You smoke cigarettes, it's going to... You, if you are a chain smoker, it's going to be a direct line to a whole ton of different shit. Uh, shit. Nobody, we, vapes haven't ha- been a l- been long enough, been around long enough to really understand what it's going to do to you in the long run, like cigarettes have. It's it's my exact same view. That's why um, this vaccine hasn't been lo- hasn't been around long enough to understand what it's going to do to you in ten years. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing is is. Say I was, I'm probably, I'll probably get it, because uh, I'm like, fuck coronavirus, I just want to get this thing, and then if, hey, if I grow a third arm, that's like a, that's a big, uh, that's a big, I'm sure Pfizer will settle for a lot of money, because I will, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get some bank from that, um, but like my only thing is, is we've had what nine months to develop it, and that it's impossible, because no one has a time machine, it's impossible to fast track, to fast forward and see what it's gonna do to you in the future make you fucking yeah. infertile something like mm-hmm. that that's my biggest fear um sorry no is that what i was uh, before what i said was just like laying out the context in which i was raised in yeah f- and but like yeah like i 
I share the same sentiment that you just said, like, too quick. It also helps that we're, like, 18, yeah. 19. Yeah. So. It's, it's a, yeah. So, like, in terms of my health, like, I, I feel like I could, I could get it and not get the vaccine. And, like, I would not be worried about coronavirus. Uh, the only reason I think about getting it is because of, like, the idea that, like, you have to trust science uh you like 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 you have to think about the other people like herd immunity but like at the end of the day i'm more i'm more pro-choice than anything yeah. and like I, I i respect people's decisions to take it to not take it like i want people to take it just to see what the fuck happens if they want to for me for me it would literally just be about getting getting life back to normal like i miss i miss uh sixty thousand people and like camp nou <laughs> I miss going yeah. to like concerts, like you know, parties where like you don't get arrested if you go. Like, I just miss I miss normal life. So if that means that I get, I don't know, I have to get microchipped. Then I'm if I get microchipped, <laughs> for it. Also, nah. the funny thing is people people going crazy about microchipping, but they're, they're right. They're like putting that on like they're using like their iPhone to write their like Facebook posts about why microchipping is bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, like. Uh, <laughs> Tim Cook or whatever, Steve Jobs, rest in peace, has been, like, tracking, like, everything you do for, like, the past 15 years of your life. Yeah, and the same people saying the microchip, probably going to get, like, Elon Musk's fucking chip in the brain when yeah, when I he has, like, so Neuralink. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not down for um, that. But, yeah, no, I don't know about the microchip, but definitely, like, it seems like the main incentive is getting life back to normal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I I think we really have to think like about like the cost of it. Are we really um do we really want to risk like it's the risk factor. Do we want to risk having a vaccine that we don't know enough about like the long-term effects just to get back to normal? That's like yeah. the main thing cuz obviously like we won't know what happens like 10 years down the line and it's hard to know that even like with five years worth of testing but i would just feel a lot safer at least having like one or two years worth of testing rather than it being like made super quickly you feel me you know what's been kind of on my mind recently uh regarding just like pandemics in general is is you know how people say coronavirus was like started because of some like something i don't know what it's supposed, it was like a bat but then some people say like a a pang- pangolin some some type of weird like yeah, randy marsh fucked the pangolin yeah something, something <laughs> like that somebody 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 fucked a, a penguin something like that and um and you know the conditions in china and like these like markets were just so like disgustingly like infected with bacteria and shit that it just allowed it to grow that like my only fear is that uh, COVID-19 is just the start of a of a shit ton of pandemics that we're gonna that we're gonna have to go through in our lifetime because I mean I don't see anybody anybody I don't see China putting on putting any like or India or any of these places where where the conditions are just perfect to for a virus to break out like that because of the because unfortunately of how like poor you know how how like unsanitary like the the conditions that these people live in that I just feel like there's just going to be another a shit ton of other of other viruses that come out of there and there's no way of stopping it from from entering entering the US or entering um a country that you know you you tr- you consider a, a little bit more more sanitary 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, you know, obviously there's been a lot of, there's been different outbreaks. In like, you know, you have the Spanish flu, you have the, remember all those memes at the beginning of, of COVID where it was like, um, again, what's is it woodstock the the big the big festival yeah. it was like woodstock happened during the hong kong virus and people still enjoy because it, it was like it was like to anti-lockdown um so we've had a lot of uh viruses in in our history but i just think that you're just, the world is so overpopulated man we're just like uh, we've totally you know how like buildings have like a little capacity limit when you walk in i think we've we, we've reached our capacity and we're just we're just going over it and it's just gonna lead to more and more and more vi- uh, viruses how, how much time are we gonna go for uh, for sure no yeah i i mean i i rather not, i like i like i try not to even think about that stuff just because it seems like so inevitable yeah uh and it's like yeah it's that on top of every other ticking time bomb that we've set up for ourselves that seems to be like seems to be in on course to detonate during our li- lifetime yeah like, i know, know it's i love i love this this year this <laughs> like generation i was born into i love um you know finishing high school online and then starting college online that was that was great for like my my, my mental health <laughs> but i think bro mental health is down bad this year fuck and speaking of uh of college i'm actually like i'm actually finally feeling a bit better because i got my visa approved to go away I got my, I'm looking for an apartment right now. I got a roommate, um, shout out Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I, I, if for, you, for those that don't know, I'm going to Madrid in about a m- in like two weeks. Um, and no, I'm just, I'm so excited. I know Easy had the, had the great opportunity to go, to already be in Michigan, to start in person. Not a lot of people had that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I'm just happy about that, to be honest. Um, I wanted to touch on one more, like a thought that came to my head when you mentioned the cigarette, the yeah, s- like yeah, the yeah. tobacco thing, that it's like, what a tobacco and vaccine research, like having, this might seem really dumb, it sounds cool in my head, but like, what are the, what are the two things have in common? Like they were both, both, both science and both research were driven by big, the, by money. It was all like yeah. big money, like. I mean, vaccines. It was like, what is it? Uh, fucking every every Bill government, yeah. every government on no, earth. No, no, no. But it, what's his name? Bill, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah. And also every government on earth. Yeah, like, but here, take take all my money. Mm-hmm, but Bill Gates is like, ha, ha, like at one point, like had like, like, like a billion dollars. In the single-minded pursuit of like eradicating all these like what he believed to be like art like 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 uh, diseases and viruses that he was like we shouldn't have to deal with this shit like yeah. uh, people in africa should not have to die because of diarrhea it was i think it's specifically the malaria mm-hmm. like he was he was trying to i think he was just trying to get rid of mosquitoes mm-hmm. because like what like i think scientists found that mosquitoes literally don't do anything like they have no mm-hmm. purpose on this earth and then you know they're the bi- you know the mosquitoes are the big are the not sharks not hippopotamuses the mosquitoes are the animal that kills the most every year just because they can, they they carry like ma- mainly malaria. Mm-hmm. They just carry malaria and just bite like forty six little Kenyan children, and then all of them have yeah. all of them have malaria, and they don't have the proper treatment or anything yeah. to, to combat that. So the the, o- the only thing that that like like obviously like this guy wanting to eradicate disease, like there's nothing malicious about that. No, but 
but there's something it, it it just it's worrisome when like this single-minded pursuit is dri- being driven by what seems like one guy obviously there's all other people on board but it's like one guy with the money who's putting his fist down and then at the end of the day i don't really know how uh, i know s- like within the science scientific community there is a lot of integrity to science but i, I don't i i don't know where money gets in the way of that and where people start to be making decisions because there's so much money on the line and because there's people counting on them and it's like i don't i i i i want to believe in the integrity of science but living in a money where uh uh cash rules everything around us Mm -hmm. like lobbyists too yeah it's Mm -hmm. like i i want to believe in the integrity of science but but from what i've experienced in my 19 years of life it seems like money always gets in the way so Uh, I mean, I think I think um, on that point, like to draw the difference between the tobacco and the and the virus research is that virus like the Pfizer, Moderna, all these people, all these co- companies that were developing a vaccine. I think, I think ninety eight percent of the people on earth, other than like the Purell, the Purell CEO, and like the people who make hand sanitizer, can agree that having a virus is. I mean, having a vaccine would be would be great for for humankind right no one enjoys coronavirus but i mean a lot of people enjoy <laughs> cigarettes and that's a big difference yeah, also cigarettes are true. you know marlboro camel all these they're, they're companies coronavirus really isn't a company it's kind of just like this thing that everyone hates so i think it's just it's a little bit different and different in the sense that the the companies have lobbyists to to um influence politicians meanwhile like I don't know, un- unless every, like, CEO of a sanitation company comes together to make coronavirus seem cool and fun, then I don't, I don't really, I don't really see, I don't, that's not really concerning to me. Yeah, um, I'm not trying to, like, disprove your point, but I think billionaires kind of do enjoy coronavirus. Yeah, cause Jeff Bezos got, like, Jeff Bezos literally, like, exponentially, richer. like, became richer. Like, Tesla is another company that has become a lot more successful i don't know if that's like well for amazon it is like directly attributed makes to sense. the it People makes total sense anymore, so online makes total sense um but obviously like some people have benefited whether or not it's like planned whatever but it it's not like everyone hates coronavirus obviously like big corporations like target and like fucking Walmart, like the places that have stayed open, they're also benefiting because, like, that's where most people go. You feel yeah. me? So, um, yeah. But in the most part, like regular people, yeah, we yeah, fucking hate COVID. So, um, you're going to Spain, right, Madrid? Yeah. Are you excited? Um, yeah, I I'm like super excited. The thing with me is that like from from the time that I was like started entering the college admissions like you know writing your essays all that BS, I knew I wanted to go abroad just because. For me, like I, I'm like I'm a nerd for history. Like I love history so much. Um, and some one of the things that I always like like a feeling I always got when you walk through the city through like the streets of like Paris or like London or like any any of these historical cities in Europe specifically is like you kind of just like I can I can close my eyes and then be in the street and close my eyes and imagine that place 200 300 years ago because yeah. really not much has changed all those buildings are are the same they're super old 
the cobblestone that you're walking on is this is the same as like 400 years ago you know you walk by you walk by a building and there's like a plaque and it's like so and so signed a treaty here and yeah. whatever year and then you're kind of just like wow i'm i'm a part of this of the of a hi- of history here like i'm i have the privilege to be able to just like like drown in in a, in a in a city that's just so 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 relevant to to where we are now and unfortunately cuz i think the united states is like a it's a re- it's a relatively new country when you look at other countries in the western world mm-hmm. you don't really see like when i walk through miami when i walk through brickell or like or any downtown or Wynwood or coconut grove i can't really i don't really get that sense of um of like i'm i'm part of something here i kind of just get the sense of like okay i'm i'm kind of just occupying the space so i really wanted to i think the only city that kind of gives me that that vibe is is boston or yeah. new york cuz it's just a little you can see you can you know you can walk around the city and see little pieces of of history there more than any other city um in in the united states so it was mainly just because i wanted to i wanted to just like be in a place that was so i don't know that had so much to it history rich i mean the the vibes in europe not Just even it's so perfect immaculate. like i definitely want to live in europe when i'm older like it's not it's not even um like obviously the history and everything but you don't even need a car really like y- you have like amazing yeah, public cool transportation you, amazing public tra- you can like go you and if you want to go to like another country like it's just a train ride away like it's like, beautiful you know how people talk about wanting to like feel like the main character Europe like is main like character. You're, like you're like you walk around, you think everyone kind of thinks that they're the main character in a way in like this movie that is the world. Yeah. When you're not, but I don't know something about putting your AirPods in, listening to some like I don't whatever you want really, and just walking through a, a really historical city is just you feel like you're the main character. Like it's just like you feel like you're untouchable, or not even having the AirPods in, just like listening to the sounds of the streets. Y- if it's a foreign language, awesome. Like, if, like I love the French accent, sexiest accent in the world. Like, speak French to me, I will like instantly love you. Um, I don't know. I I just Europe gives me the sense that I'm that I'm a little like the main character. That I'm I'm a little different. I like it. I feel you. And you you went to Rome. You you took mm-hmm. a year off and you not a year off. You studied in Rome for a year. How'd you like that? Yeah, I was there. I was there for four months. Not a year. Yeah, I was there from from end of August till mid December, and like, it was so magical. Like, yeah, that's what like I'm saying. It's magical. It like I think it's magical. Even like when I think about it, I just get like so sentimental because it's just like, it was literally just like a fairy tale, um, like my first day all right so uh like for example like before i went there i'd go on youtube and like uh, watch pink floyd covers and there was this one guy who would post a shit ton of pink floyd covers and he would just perform in front of the pantheon in Mm -hmm. rome and he'd fucking kick ass he'd just do like hour-long shows like go through like some of their best songs and like i'd watch a lot of his youtube videos and then my second night there i'm like drunk like at a bar with like all these kids from the program that i'm in that i just met and i walk outside and this fucking dude is is right there performing i'm like no fucking way he starts playing like 
Stairway to Heaven, Romeo and Juliet by Dire Straits, like uh, Wish You Were Here, I'm, uh, Comfortably Numb, like some of my favorite Ooh. songs. It was my second day in Italy, like I'm off two mojitos and I started listening to my favorite songs on the streets. I'm like fucking like, you know, that it's just like you get you those when you really get into the moment and you're just like. Like you're just like hundred percent happy. Yeah, no other emo, no other just emotion. Like, you're just, just like you're you're just you you're exactly where you need to be. Like it just like you feel, you just like you're just like oh my god. Like I can't believe I'm like living this right now. Yeah, and wh- what did you what did you think about like, the the people there like the people who like compared Italians their are, behavior. Their Italians behavior, are douchebags. Com- <laughs> <laughs> no, I I find it I find it that. Like it, my, my, I'm not. I don't want to stereotype all of Europe because it's a big ass continent. Mm-hmm. But I just find that there's like they're way more easygoing, mm-hmm. way more like, like more like enjoy life instead yeah. of always being on your grind, getting the back, getting your money up. Like it's it's just like, just vi- just like go along with life mm-hmm. and then just you know just yeah. enjoy it. I mean, definitely Europe has a lot of like a, a lot of a lot of that, but Italy's kind of split. It's kind of like SoCal and NorCal, yeah. Uh, where it's like, uh, uh, Northern Italy is very is very proper, is very suf- is more sophisticated, is more about doing doing their work, and Southern Italy is like very lax. It's it's like yeah. they, they don't give a fuck. Like when I when I when I said they're douchebags, it's not really the douchebags. They just genuinely don't give a fuck. Especially if you're American, they 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 could yeah. give a shit like. Not everyone, but most of the people, it's like, it's like, be prepared for a little bit of an attitude. Like, don't get offended. Like, they deal with, like, a lot of dumb American tourists, like, all the time. But, yeah, they just genuinely don't really give a fuck. Some of them are kind of dicks, which sucks, but some of them are really nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, um, But I was kind of used to the culture a little bit because I'm from Argentina. Yeah. It's very... They're, they're like, the most Europe that South America gets, so... Mm -hmm. Like... It it's uh, like, Ita- Argentinian culture is very much derived from Italian culture. So yeah, just I look at the last names, like mm-hmm. like a- everyone look there. At your last name. Ev- everybody thought I was Italian there. Like even the kids in my program. Bro, even they, they <laughs> speak a little like if if you could speak Spanish in Italian accent, that's how Argentinians would speak Spanish. <laughs> um, but did you did you travel when you were there? Because everything's like the cool thing yeah. that I always found about that was like everything's it's it's really close like like you know you you can fit europe you can fit all of europe in like and like i, I don't want to sound stupid here but i think you could fit like the majority of europe into the united states no for sure so so like that's a, like the cool thing is oh three hour drive from here where can i go like like central florida like fucking winter a, a strip mall, <laughs> winter haven a strip mall in orlando or something um the and outlet you, you <laughs> drive like three hours from from madrid and you're in this like whole new city you're, you might still be in spain but like also spain's super regional like there's like there's like there's like 14 different languages like you go you go to basque country and it's a whole different it's all these people speak spanish yeah. but they also have basque it's a whole different type of culture you go to barcelona you go to catalonia it's a whole different language whole different type of culture even like north in vigo i'm pretty sure they have their own language own culture it's like ev- it's like if you're going to 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 educate yourself of 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 other people's culture, um, and the way that other people kind of are like, um, I just there's no I just really don't think there's another there's a better 
continent to live in especially like western europe to do that because you're just also you're always a train ri- train ride away from like a major city yeah. that has a whole it's a whole different experience i just find that so cool yeah i i traveled a lot within within europe and within italy as well i visited and it's cheap it's yeah cheap that's a cool thing. i mean not as cheap as i would have expected spain honestly. spain i've been to spain a couple of times spain is cheap Joel, because uh, way cheaper than than france and england fucking london's like new york it's traveling it's within the shit. traveling within the countries themselves yeah it's cheap but like i expected other stuff to be w- like like i expected like traveling within europe to be a lot cheaper but it's actually it's not and especially like when you, you just start trying to figure out your travel route and it's like okay like they don't have a direct flight here, so I'd have to go here, take a bus, ten hours here, then take yeah, a that's train. Cool, it's it, like, it, no, it, it, it you, is cool. When you're not from that area, that that just feels like it's like it's like the main character thing again, where you just feel like you're on an adventure. It is, like, but you end up having to pay. It's like it's like all these things. Yeah, you have to pay for them. Subtra- like if you if you look at it separate from the prices of things. Yeah, of course. But like I took like all my trips, where t- well, I took through a company called Busta Alps that is just like a bunch of Americans in Rome that well, I think that's st- your th- that's your problem st- there man st- what you probably got that company probably preys a little bit on No Americans. no 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 th- th- this has nothing to do with with that I'm talking oh, okay. about okay, okay, okay. initially when I got there I started trying to plan a bunch of trips mm-hmm. and and it's like I want to go to Portugal like didn't fucking work like but I I've been planning trips and I haven't even arrived yeah, there Yeah I, I want to go here and it's uh, like the logistics that don't work like oh I, if I want to do this I don't have enough money for this but we found a, a company called Bus Alps that they just like you just pay them like it's it's really not expen- that expensive and they they plan the whole trip for you and then you can book at activities through them mm-hmm. and it's like we take like like i took like a 12-hour bus to to oktoberfest with them i took a 14-hour bus to to uh switzerland and went skydiving with them Damn. and we always went through the buses with the buses because uh, we could take weed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's really cheap there too <laughs> that's a good thing it's cheap not not nah. in my not, not right, in my experience okay look i'm just i'm basing everything off of what yeah. people that i know who live and i'm only just talking exclusively about madrid people i know who live there and then can compare it to miami like no no well madrid they say it's cheap madrid yeah i mean uh, i've i bought weed there too over the summer or two summers ago and it, it was gas yeah and two it was it was relatively cheap um mm-hmm. Oh, but one thing I wanted to touch on with you and kind of see if we can break it down a little bit because I think I have some ideas is like you said you're one of how many people from your school that went abroad in your year? I think there's a I think there's a girl who went to London. Uh, that girl, there's a girl who went to uh, St. Andrews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. St. Oh, St. Andrews has a weird connection, though, with, with Palmer oh. where it's like a it's like a weird pipeline for them. So yeah. So every year there's like, you know, uh, didn't Lore and, Lore and Paulina. Yeah, yeah. But last year, in your grade, didn't like so Manuel yeah, went, yeah, Riley, yeah. Riley May went. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people um, went. Um, I forgot this girl's no, name. No, but in my grade, it was it was Hinky. It was um, it was Nieto, and then there's a girl that went to London, and I think that's it. But like Bella. Uh no, I think I think Vicky. But Vicky went to London. Didn't Bella Crotty go to? Oh, yeah, I don't know where Bella Crotty went. Went where she go? LSE something like that. Yeah, so like so four or five. Um, mm-hmm. but you know the majority of people went to um, 
went went stayed in the United States, obviously. Um, and I just I never really understood why why Europe isn't a more or just going abroad. Like for me, I th- and it sounds super super stupid. I sound like a Facebook mom, but I think that literally travel is like the best form of education i think shit that you're gonna read in books and and all this stuff equations it doesn't it doesn't compare to the to the education that you'll get by traveling somewhere Mm -hmm. i just think you you like enrich your soul when you travel um so so yeah uh, that's why but back sorry i'm I'm getting off traffic here i'm getting off traffic can can i can i get can can i give a little rant because like i have so many ideas so like i'm trying to think like just like i'm trying to think of like as many i i like possible reasons as to why what goes into like those decisions as possible and the way i, I see it I'll, this i'm gonna go on a bunch of go tangents but go, go. I'll, I'll try to stay on course so like let's just say that like there's a box and this box represents like the the conventional the conventional routes that people take right and why they take them why this box wasn't formed out of nothing it's there for a reason so uh what i mean by the box is like a lot of kids go to school within the united states depending on which state you live in you it's like you live in florida a lot of kids like to stay within florida it's cheaper Mm -hmm. then the kids who can pay for it tend to like uh new england new New england so it's like boston uh new england cali uh, cali new york so it's like why are people making those decisions uh i think Part of it, well, one of the biggest factors is the U.S. has an insane uh, educational system in terms of uh, at, a, at a university level. It's like w- one of that's like one of our biggest uh, yeah. things. Like, like pe- South America, like in Colombia, everyone like the everyone, all the kids there, like they're like, oh, the, mm-hmm. the dream is always like Boston for some yeah. reason. It's always like I want to go to Boston. People, people flock from like some of the smartest people from like India, uh, yeah. China, Japan, they come and study in the United States because of the academic level that we have here. And then they, they take that info back to back with them. So like educational level is one thing. Uh, being close to your family is another thing because that was one of mm-hmm. the toughest things for me when I went abroad was like knowing that if I wanted to see my family or my friends or anything, that would take about like 1.5k and like yeah it's true i don't know over 20 and like i mean round trip because if i wanted to go back for an emergency or something i'd have to come back to italy to study so it's like round trip somewhere around 1.5 2k of 24 hours of travel like no yeah 20 hours of travel like it's like it's not easy Mm -hmm. and like um you don't have thanksgiving like seeing all, all your friends go back to thanksgiving like that was I mean, it wasn't. It's not like my whole world was yeah. falling apart, but like but it, it, you, you emotionally, see, you see the Snapchat videos. Yeah, emotionally, it. it's like it's like it's like you really have to accept the fact that you're living your own individual life. That and and like you you can't always be there with the friends that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's one of the biggest one of the biggest sacrifices and one of the biggest reasons why going somewhere like Europe seems like such a deep dive into the unknown is because you're really embracing the idea that after high school, like you live your own individual hey, you're on your life. Own. I, yeah, I like that. You're on your own. It's like, uh, you're like everyone tries to go close to their friends so like they can stay connected and stuff. But yeah. you're like, you're like, I'm going to live my life. And like all my friends, like they're not going to stop being my friends, but it's like, I'm sacrificing that for a while. Yeah. Can, can I, can I touch on that real quick? Yeah. Like, I think there's this a phenomenon that goes on, um, 
when 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 you go when you when you graduate high school and you're going away to college and it happens in the big and especially in the big schools get, you know look at schools that people from our high school like went to uh i'm talking about our grade uh gainesville nyu boston um like those are like gw those are the big ones i've noticed that these people they they go to they go to new york they go to G, they go to boston they go to gw and they just they they hang out it's the same same gra- friend group from miami just hangs out does the same thing that they do in miami in new york and i just i didn't i don't understand that like i was like like why go away i, I understand it's cool you know you're in new york you live on your own but but why do that why do miami in new york like it, for for me college was just was was an, a time to to meet a whole new set of people i don't want to I don't want to go to to school and be around the same people who I was in high school with. No, like I love I love them. I do. They're my friends. But I want to, like, just like how I, how when I went to Palmer, I I I le- I, g- I went to Palmer with two friend with two friends that I knew, Nori Mikey, and I left with a lot more than that. That's that's what I want to do. But in but in college, I don't want to. I want to have like diversify all where all my friends come from all the connections that i have so for me it was super important to go away where i didn't know anybody to almost challenge myself to to repeat what i was able to do at palmer and just like leave you know i start with nobody but i leave knowing knowing a lot of people having lifelong friends having great connections and that's one of the great things about college for me that i don't think the people in the united states really explore because they don't want to be they don't want to go outside of their comfort zone they don't want to it's a, a part of the saying in the United States is not going outside your comfort zone, mm-hmm. not having to go somewhere where you don't know the language, not having to go somewhere where you don't know the culture. You could just stay where you're comfortable and like go, good for you. Stay where you're comfortable. I, like it's human nature to go to, to, to stay in your comfort zone. It's only those who are kind of edgy. I don't know who, who want to leave it and see what see see what happens. It could be that in a year. I, I, I hate it. I don't know anybody. It was a it was a failed experiment, and I'm back, and I'm I'm at like UM or something. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just one of the main things was was wanting to meet more people, and and I don't want to jump, but I wanted to jump to your first point where where it was about America's awesome educational system. Something that I really th- I think that has happened though is I think um, the the. Um, the educational system obviously has progressed, but it hasn't from like the from like the early two thousands and nineteen nineties. But it hasn't progressed to the point where the where there's a where's a proper um, where the price and the level of education coincide. Mm-hmm. I think it's the prices that you're looking at for universities outside of your specific state is insane, and I, I think it's it shouldn't even be allowed to to. If you go to you know if you go to like NYU Stern business program you're paying like seventy six thousand dollars a year, without, without room and board without the cost of living in New York which is super high so you but end up paying ninety to one hundred thousand dollars a year and I just really don't think so and that's per year four year program you're paying four hundred thousand dollars to go to a school and then at the end of the day, you're paying for the credentials. It's a it's a you're paying for the credentials. You're paying for the piece of paper, but it's 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 at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's up to the human. It's up to the person. Sure, the paper matters. Sure, the paper counts. And I made sure I was going to a good school in Europe because mm-hmm. I didn't want to just go to a shitty school. But it's 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 about how much drive that p- 
person has to to accomplish whatever they want in their field. Mm. So I, I the paper helps, you know, sure you get a, it, it helps you get a head start, but at the end of the day it's just about what you have how how motivated you are, I think. Mm-hmm. And how lucky you are. Too luck yeah. is a big thing part of it. That's that's like exactly what I wanted to touch on because I wanted to talk I wanted to talk back uh, touch back on what I said before about like the box of like conventional ways of going but i feel like like you've said that you can do anything like you can go to school in europe you can go you can not even go to school yeah that's like, like that's an option that i think is going to in the future is going to become way 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 more popular because college isn't for everyone like it it like some people know that they, they, they don't want to work a conventional job and so they 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 start they don't go to college and they're like oh i can get this job if i just start working for for these kind of people and get this experience and then th- then I can get that job. Uh, my point is that there's so many possibilities and it just depends on like what the individual like yeah. wants or if they're just exploring. But that takes it, it takes balls and it takes like a little bit of like individualistic will to not to to not just follow the same path that everybody follows for the list of some some uh, some reasons being like you know getting getting a uh like what's considered a good education to get that safe job that'll get you that living mm-hmm. that'll get you the uh the financial freedom that everybody craves yeah um but but at the same time like a, a lot of kids can like don't want to go to Europe because like I mean, like, I, I didn't I didn't go to a bad school in Europe, but, like, it was considered pretty good. It was an American yeah, it school. Yeah, decent school. It was, it was horrible. Like, <laughs> it was super disorganized. Like, it was kind of a nightmare. I learned a lot. I, like, in my, my classes themselves weren't horrible, but, like, the institution was wasn't it. well run. Yeah. And, like, I can't say that about, I mean, Northeastern, I... I, I, I Northeastern, one of the best schools. Like, yeah. In, in like, it was, States. it was, like like when i was in europe like i was i had at the time of my fucking life like i was taking classes that i was super interested in but like at the same time i only had to pass so i was like it was Mm -hmm. like i did what i had to do i was just trying to have fun most of the time um but most of the time i was just kind of like yeah like i love this but at the same time i want to go to northeastern because i want to start taking the classes that like challenge me and like the Mm -hmm. more of like the classes that like i'm going to college for so yeah. that's what that goes back to like where you said that it, it depends on the person and like what they want because i'm sure if somebody goes to like a, a, a decent school a great school or maybe a not so good school somewhere but then has all these experiences of travel exposure to culture different perspective maybe like he just ends up like on a street corner where the randomest shit happens to him at 12 30 a.m that changes his fucking life like you never know what the fuck's gonna happen to yeah. you so, and it just it, I feel like it comes from the understanding that at the end of the day, we don't really know what's best for us in a sense. Like we don't really know what's going to, def- what's going to shape us. Like we don't know what's going to happen 30 minutes from now. That's going to fucking change everything. So it's just kind of like doing things, doing things like trying to think of like what you're going for and, and move in that direction rather than trying to like plan out everything so you can, be safe yeah i'm a i'm a big i'm a big advocate for not not wasting any time like you just like you just said um with the 
with you don't know what's gonna happen 30 minutes from now easy could easy could be a bad driver and then you know we get into a car crash and we all die um, sorry yeah it's a it's a, whatever it's okay um so i'm a big i'm a big advocate for not wasting any time when it comes because like i look at life you're on the, you're on the clock you know you never know when the clock's gonna stop but still you're on the clock i don't want to go i don't want to i don't want a day to go by where i'm not or i'm not happy with what i'm doing or i'm not so ultimately for me and i think ultimately the the mindset everyone should adopt is do what makes you happy make the choices that make you happy um you know obviously look towards the future make smart choices but if 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 you're if you're if you have the choice of maybe going to a, a a good school a really good school in a city that you don't really like that's not really gonna make you happy that's not really gonna you know make you want to wake up every day then i don't then i'm i'm i don't really care about how good the school is how good anything is because it's yeah. just not it's not when i, I want to be excited to wake up every single day i want to wake up with like with that i don't know with the energy that you have like when when it's like the the last week of school before christmas vacation when you were in sixth grade and you would just watch movies every day in school and you'd wake up and you wouldn't even bring your backpack and yeah it was like though that i want to wake up how i woke up those days where i was like let's go we're gonna watch the polar express today fire movie that, that, yeah that, that morning that morning before the school field trip at, at yeah. 7.30 a.m., the, the grass is misty, there's fog in the air. You don't bring your backpack. <laughs> you don't even bring your backpack. Hearts. You're just wearing the school shirt. You don't even wear your, you don't wear your backpack. You're feeling light. Like, that's like that's how I want to feel every single day of my life. Um, uh, That's beautiful. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, well, One thing I wanted to, to, to mention is that... Um, you said like do 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 the stuff that makes you happy and like i i agree with that totally but i feel like a lot of people confuse what makes them happy with what they like and what they don't like and they everyone has these a lot of people have fixed ideas of what they like and what they don't like mm -hmm. but at the end of the day i feel like some of those ideas just come from different experiences or different places it might not necessarily be accurate and like people are like just like limiting themselves different influences you, yeah you could be subcon you could subconsciously like something or dislike something just based off of mm -hmm. what your best friend likes or dislikes or what your yeah. parents have raised you to like or dislike without that actually being how you really feel but it's how you're s you think you're supposed mm -hmm. to feel so yeah that that i feel like i feel like a lot of people when they say like what makes me happy then they start thinking about the things that they like and the things that they don't like and then it's just like they end up like not doing certain it's like it's like the idea of like eating your veggies that it's like mm -hmm. it's like regardless of whether you like nutritious food or not you can't deny the fact that it's nutritious for you it's sustainable for your body it gives you energy it allows you to live you feel me and it's like yeah it's like a lot of people don't like eating their veggies like metaphorically yeah but it could be that those veggies are just not prepared in a good way yeah there's, or, a, way to, there's a way to eat your veggies where they taste good or or or, or, or i i agree or some people just like you know those people it's like they look at something and it's like they're more grossed out by the idea of what it is and yeah, the yeah, actual yeah, yeah, thing yeah. so it's like people are fixating on like what they think is the thing and then like by the second they put it in their mouth they're already causing a seed and be like, like spitting it out at the at the dinner room table i think a lot of it has to do with trial and error like i think 
it's very um i think it's a very naive thing to do to just like assume that you want to do something and then never open up to another experience like how how are you gonna know if you're ever gonna be like a good chef or a fucking a good photographer if you never even try to take pictures or go to culinary school or something like that you feel me like it's something that's completely in your hands but like you have to put the first step yeah um we we've hit the we just passed the hour mark we're just over uh, by a couple minutes jack is currently taking a piss hopefully not a dump because uh, if not we're gonna have to edit this portion out please don't be taking a dump man not in my bathroom <laughs> uh but now um i this is our first this is our first official guest jack fredo uh we'll have him we'll have him give his goodbyes in a second but um this is this is kind of the format that we're evolving into just the same let's talk dynamic but with let's a, talk. a little third leg in there <laughs> uh <laughs> um and and yeah pro they're they're gonna get a little bit lengthier just so so we don't limit our our conversation um but uh we thank you guys for tuning in and we'll get right back to you with the song of the day and the movie of the day and our goodbyes from jack i like this podcast you know i like the idea of just literally like the the title says it all just talking like we went from fucking have having a wikipedia list because you're a school shooter to <laughs> hitler to trump to vaccines to college to europe to what makes you happy like it's 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 just talking i think that's awesome even if even if nobody views even if no one listens to this just the idea that ha- just of recording of storing away of having a platform where you can like log all these different conversations from such a unique point in your life is so interesting and like it's one of those things where you can where you can like look look back on this 30 years ago compare it to how to what you how, to how your beliefs now to versus then it's like a it's like a time capsule for all your thoughts i think it's super interesting um i call it marco and easy's auditory journal yeah i, I think i mean <laughs> bro i think I, it's 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 really i want to i want to start a podcast now not even not even for like once again, not, not for the cloud. Not for the cloud. You know, I already. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> just, just to have these, just that, just to log the conversations is so interesting. Um, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass the song of the day over to Marco. Uh, the song of the day is "Smuckers" by Tyler the Creator, featuring Kanye West and Lil Wayne, off of uh, "Cherry Bomb." Uh, I just, I just started. I started like looking through my old rap playlist the other day and I landed on that dime and I'm like this is one of the greatest uh rap songs ever S- produced speaking of songs what did you think of the new Cuddy? um I I haven't heard it you haven't? I haven't heard it I listened to like three songs and I was like in the car on the way to the beach and I was like vibing and then the three songs that I chose were like kind of like cut like curl up in your bed and cry type oh, of that's songs. not the vibe and i was like come on huh cody like you I know got to the beach like super depressed yeah, i was like, I was like what's I, going on i know you like the hum dog but like like it's a minute and 30 in and i'm trying to vibe <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. no yeah like 
uh, his album was very like very it had two very different dynamics to it it had like the first half which was like hype like the humming like actual rap and then the second half was like emotional like he opened up like it was like it was very different kid cuddy than what we're used to but personally i thought it was a great album for me i was like it's a good it's a good album it's a good listen you can you can listen to it no skips it's a no skip album but the thing with the thing that i thought was like it's not memorable Mm. it's not like like i don't think there's many there's not i don't think there's a song off that album where in like seven years where you're all like high shit and you're playing like the the same um the same energy that like intergalactic love or like you know Oh no! Yeah, like Mr. Rager. All those songs Mr. that are just like Rager. classic Cuddy. It's it's not really that type of album. Yeah, but um, moving on though, my wait, movie can, of the day. Oh wait, what? One more yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the song I recommended, Smuckers. It's like it's so fucking perfect. Hey, the it's it's like a five minute song. The beat's wild. It has it has all sorts of is shit. It going old on Ti- is it old Tyler? It's or new old Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, it's old Tyler, bro. It's okay. It's Tyler fucking going. Like going hard as fuck, Kanye giving delivering one of my favorite Kanye verses of all time. Like literally, it's fucking insane. And Wayne just comes in with this swag at the end, and like they'll they'll do like so. It's like it's Tyler, a uh, first big chunk Tyler, then Kanye, then Tyler, and then it's Tyler Wayne, Tyler Wayne, and they're just like kind of switching it off, giving it off to each other, like bouncing back and forth. And they all fucking kill it, bro. Do you have a do you have a favorite verse of all time? I feel like every like a, a feature, a favorite feature that just like brings a song that brings a nine out of ten song to a ten. I have one. I want to I want to hear what you say. I want to hear what Easy says. But I think mine is like takes a nine out of ten to a ten out of ten. What what song? Um, Rick Ross on Devil in a New Dress. <laughs> what, um, what, what what song is that? It's by Kanye West. By Kanye. Bro, you Wait, which al- is that? Is that off Beautiful? My beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil in a New Dress. This awesome song, and then the way that Rick Ross just like comes in at the end, it's like it's orgasmic. Um, to give you a genuine answer, I'd have to I'd have to look through my music a little bit more and like find a, a real song. But just for 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 now sake, I'm gonna say. Uh, Roll in Peace by Kodak Black oh, with yeah. featuring X, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh Bro, that X. X was such an interesting. X was such an interesting time. Like it was like a. It was like a. It was like a two year. It was like a two year period. We were all in high school when the man broke out, and then it was like. It was so it was so crazy. Rip X. Okay, yeah, but no yeah. movie of the day. I'm gonna give two. So, movie of today and tomorrow. Um, today go home watch favorite movie of all time. La Haine. It means the hate in French. Uh, it's from '96, I think. Uh, basically just black and white. Like it's all black and white. Um, super cool, super interesting cinematography. Um. It's really just like there's like the funny thing about the movie is there's no there's like like there's really no like established plot. It's like if mm-hmm. it's like if you just put a camera on on three friends and then just documented what they do and mm-hmm. then just see what they like see what they do. It's just and it's super interesting. I really like it. Um it's it's yeah. kind of it's kind of what's known as a hangout movie. Exactly a hangout movie. And like kind of like uh 
Dazed and Confused, but if you mix Dazed and Confused with The City of God, yeah, it, because it's like it's like a hangout movie, but it's like very intense and very like, it's, yeah, it's a it's like street kids, and then but the humor, also the fashion, oof, yeah, and the, the fashion, fashion is still, so nice. But the way that the humor just seeps out through just like observing them, yeah, like that's my favorite. And the and every I've showed it to probably like I've watched it probably like ten times, and I've you know I watched it a couple times on my own, but then every other time I watched it. It's been with somebody because I just I love to show them I love to show them the movie and they're always like oh my god what a movie and the ending every single time leaves a person like jaw jaw dropped every single time it's like the movie where it ends and then you're just like you're just like sitting frozen in your in your seat and you don't you got you got to give yourself like two minutes to recover and then get up um, so yeah love that movie and then second movie real quick just. Um, Fuck it, two movies. Good, in the yeah, good Fuck will, it. Good Will Hunting. Fuck it, Good Will Hunting. Have you seen Good Will Hunting? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. That's second favorite movie of all time. Fucking love Robin Williams. Makes you feel him. so. Makes you feel so nice inside. Like, yeah, you watch that movie too. Watch it with your mom. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much again, Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. Everybody, listen to his recommendations. Um, and thank you for tuning in. And if you're listening right now, you a real one. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode of Let's Talk. <laughs>